1: Welcome to another Giants Huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. John Schmuck, Paul Dettino, joined by Tom Palacero, NFL Network insider, host of the Insider Show, which is pretty much every weekday in NFL Network. He'll be part of NFL Network's coverage of the Combine. Begins Thursday, Friday at 3, and then on the weekend, primetime stuff, quarterbacks, etc., at 1 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. Tom, good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you guys. How we doing? All right, so let's talk about Scuttlebutt, what you're hearing. Basic stuff here. What, in your opinion, are the chances that the first three picks in this draft are not selected by the teams that currently own those picks and are not quarterbacks?
2: I think that everything is still on the table right now, and this is really where a lot of these teams are finding out that information because whether it is a, a setup meeting or it's a passing conversation in the hall or in a bar, this is the only time that most of the league, not everybody, but most of the league, the GMs and head coaches, are in one place. So even if for the Bears, who I believe have – Long had a pretty good idea of what they want to do here. Um, They still need to gather additional data points in terms of what can we get for the number one pick if we're willing to move it. What can we get for Justin Fields in a trade? And also, who is Caleb Williams? You know the player you've seen on tape. They've done all the background homework. They've talked to everybody about him. But if if I'm not mistaken, you know, the, the power players in the Bears organization, Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Shane Waldron, the new offensive coordinator, they hadn't met or spent any significant time with Caleb Williams before last night. And for quarterbacks, that's a big deal. If you're making mm-hmm. the number one pick, that is a massive organizational decision. Any quarterback that's getting taken up high. When the, when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones at number six, I guarantee you John Merritt and Steve Tisch are like, deeply involved in those conversations. (laughs) They're not telling you who to draft, but they're a minimum signing off on. This is the plan. And this is what we're going to do. You know, the bears have to go through every single scenario here. It's hard for me to imagine based on who they hired as the OC and based on how they can reset their clock in terms of money at the quarterback position, the reality that they've had the number one pick two years in a row, and there's Mm -hmm. no precedent for trading out of the number one pick two years in a row. And the fact that Ryan Poles and Matt Irif, are going into year three, that's usually kind of a, you know, a make-or-break type of a year. Yeah, you can make the argument that that should point the finger at, well, just stick with the guy you already know. But draft a rookie quarterback also potentially buys you a little bit of time. It hasn't worked out that way for recent Ferris coaches. That clock is extended, too, right? But you would be trying to extend it. I mean, Caleb Williams is a pretty rare player. Yep. He's also a unique guy who's going through this pre-draft process in a different way than any quarterback ever has. Does not have a traditional agent. He has a Washington Crisis Communications person running his team. He does not have a lot of football people around him. He's the first NIL baby who's been making millions of dollars mm. playing college football above board like on, you know, <laughs>
1: legally. No shoe boxes. <laughs> yes. Right.
2: Yeah, no 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 $1,000 handshakes, okay? Like he's he's been he's been a professional and he's a very smart, savvy guy who looks at the NFL process and goes, why I'm not just I'm not going to throw because that's, you know, that's hit and miss with all the top course, quarterbacks right. every year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not only not going to work out, I'm not even going to do the medical because the Bears are sitting one. There's only a couple other teams that could trade up to one. The right. rest of you aren't drafting me. So why am I giving all of you my private medical info? Mm-hmm. Which, when you think of it that way, it's not really a bad, right. you know, thought process to it, but it's different. And the long time you know, scouting term that always sticks with me is it's easier to explain a bad score than an empty box. In other words, if That's a running back true. comes out, or you know, a wide receiver comes out, and he's everybody thinks he's going to run in the four fours, and he runs four five nine. You can go well, you know, his hamstrings were a little tight. Well, he he got sick last week. Well, he put on weight for the weight. You can explain it to yeah. make it match to the tape. If it's just an empty box, it's why didn't Drake London run? He never ran a forty. Why is that? But maybe he's slow. You know, those are like the conversations in the scouting room, which is just like, why didn't the guy do that? Why isn't Caleb Williams doing the medical? I told one executive about this a week ago when I heard Caleb wasn't going to do it, and he said, well, what's he hiding? And I don't necessarily know. I mean, anything's right. possible. He might not I be don't know that he is hiding anything. Right. He might just be going through the process differently. But in the absence of that information, it just creates more questions about somebody who already, again, a rare, rare player. and Everybody loves the tape, but different person? from a different generation. You're wanting to get a a grasp on a lot of different things.
0: You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings?
1: The Giants' huddle is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giants fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at CitizensBank.com. Tom, whatever happens with Justin Fields or with Caleb Williams, for that matter, we all seem to believe that there are going to be three quarterbacks going within the top three, four, five picks, whatever it is. Who is the most likely quarterback needy team to make a plunge to get one of those three guys well i think that you
2: see it in who's interviewing the quarter the top quarterbacks right now right because obviously one two three the bears the commanders the patriots are all interviewing quarterbacks but if you look at their lists, the giants who are sitting there at six are interviewing the top guys the falcons at eight are interviewing the top guys the vikings at 11 are interviewing the top guys the raiders are like 13 or 14 they're interviewing the top guys the jets are too the jets i'm Pretty confident. Never say never on anything. Pretty
1: <laughs> confident
2: the Jets are not trading to number one to get Caleb Williams. Aaron
1: Rodgers might not like that. Just just for the record, it's, no. They've been no. down that. Uh, they've been down that road before.
2: Uh, he's 40 years old, and you owe him a lot of guaranteed money this year. Yeah. I don't I don't really foresee it, but you know, I think that people always look at those two, and you at times make too much of the interviews. Because listen, every team somewhere, whether it's at the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. whether it's at the Combine, whether it's on a, a top 30 visit. Wherever you're getting time with almost everybody in the draft who you're plausibly spending time with, why is that? You're drafting, you know, you're drafting 20, and you spend time at the combine with Caleb Williams. Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, Caleb Williams ain't getting on a plane to come see you later. He's not gonna, get, he's not gonna go out there. So you better either get him at the pro day or you get him at the 15 minute combine interviews. And your combine's your best one because you schedule them and everybody gets their time to get 45 of them. Um, and you you knock a bounce out. It's also because nobody knows in the NFL where things are going to be in a year or two years. And a couple years from now, if things go south in Chicago or Caleb Williams wants out or a new regime comes in and they're putting him up for bid and Aaron Rodgers is retired, maybe all of a sudden you have an opportunity to bring the guy in. Well, if you didn't do your due diligence now, if you didn't get the medical somehow on the player, you didn't spend the interview time with him, You've got an empty box, and it's your
1: own fault. Yep. Hey, Giant fans, score a taste touchdown with Hellman's, the official mayonnaise of the New York Giants. Tom, you mentioned quarterback for the Giants. The Patriots are one of the teams that people seem to think, depending on who is there, maybe they decide to move out of there to try to build their roster and trade. If the Giants would want to move up from 6-3, to given that, from most experts, seem to think that's the end of the top tier of quarterbacks, how exorbitant would that price to be? We saw the Jets do it a few years ago. Cost them three twos, right? Is there inflation there, or is that the type of cost you're well, looking Well, three for?
2: twos, you also can argue, adds up to like a mid-first round pick. Absolutely, I mean, I don't have, for sure. Different teams use different value charts. There's right. the analytics-based chart. There's the, the old Jimmy Johnson chart. But... You know, it it begins with a first-round pick, or the equivalent thereof, at least. Because it's all, you know, I mean, think of it as like one half of a bell curve, where trading up at those top few picks, the price is exorbitant. Then everything else, it kind of scales down, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to cost a ton, and there's a bunch of teams that are all interested in potentially moving up. Having said that, I don't think it's a given that the top three picks are all quarterbacks. I think that there's certainly a case to be made that teams will compete, but there also might be teams that are competing to go up and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. That's how dynamic vitality is. There are offensive tackle needy teams that might want to trade way up and make sure they get uh, alt. You know, sure. I mean, There's all sorts of different uh, scenarios here. The quarterbacks usually go. There's only been a, a small number of drafts where quarterbacks went one, two, three. There was the, uh, the Akili Smith draft. There was the Trey Lance draft. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I mean, listen, there's usually not, in a draft class, there's usually not more than a couple of those guys. They are not all There hits. might be three, four, five, six go in the first round. Right. Odds are, just based on history, there's only a couple who actually end up being sure. players. I mean, to go back to that Trey Lance draft, Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy, not a 49er. Yeah. Zach Wilson is about to no longer be in New York Jet. Trevor Lawrence has been, I think, what everybody thought that he would be, which to this point in his career has been a good, solid winner type who's going to come and answer the bell every single week is he you know right now an all pro is he competing to be an mvp he's not there yet but he's the really good one and then you got a couple other teams that drafted high mac jones could be toward the end of his time in new england that was that same draft as well oh yeah i mean you know justin fields you know same draft as well like you could have trevor lawrence be the only guy left from five in the first round <laughs> who's still on the same team that's amazing you know, entering year four
0: you love turf You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows, your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings?
1: Giants fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens. Named a 2022 best bank in the U.S. by the banker. As the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the Giants huddle, Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. It really is. All right, I want to go free agency for a minute here, Tom. I know we're at the Combine, but there is such a big question on Giants fans' minds about Saquon Barkley. We know the veteran free agent running back market is flooded. So, yeah, keep checking your text messages because every (laughs) five minutes, somebody else's name is popping up on the interest list. What do you think the market is outside of New York for Barkley as all of these other names continue to get floated into the pot?
2: I don't know that Saquon Barkley is ever going to get – could be wrong on this. I don't know that he's ever going to get more than what the Giants tried to pay him a year ago prior to the start of free agency. Mm-hmm. When they were trying to get Saquon's deal done, tag Daniel Jones, and proceed, that was the most leverage that he was going to have. Agree. Then, you know, they come back to him in July. They still made another strong run at it. They still offered him a strong deal. It just wasn't as strong as the one in March because they're on a $10 million tag. The dynamics of the entire thing changed. They weren't able to get a deal done either of those spots. We know the Giants love Saquon. You know, Saquon has said many times, he wants to be a giant for life. What he's going to have to decide, and listen, they, they could tag him. They could tag him to buy time to get another deal done. That tag is higher now. And there might be some value in letting Saquon go out and find out what his market is other places. Sure and then see if he ultimately ends up coming back. Now, you also have some wild cards here around the league because we don't know what Joe Hortiz is going to do as a first-time general manager and how he and Jim Harbaugh are going to value players. If you told me that the Chargers, who have a new coach who wants to have a strong running game at all times, I mean, that's where it begins with Greg Roman and Jim Harbaugh run the football first, Austin Eckler's a free agent. If you told me that they came out with a big offer for Saquon Barkley wouldn't shock me in the least. They have some cap issues to work through first, though, right? They, Big time. Well, they've got, they've got, I think, like six guys on their roster make up 80% of their yeah, cap. Right. So, Justin Herbert's not going anywhere, but <laughs> Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, you got to work through a lot of different stuff with some older, uh, more expensive players. But, you know, that could be a spot that pops up. Baltimore wouldn't shock anybody. Again, sure. run-first type of a team. Mm-hmm. They've been through so many injuries, and they've, like, made – Lemonade with Gus Edwards (laughs) and, you know, bringing back Melvin Gordon last year. Kenyon Drake was there for a while. I mean, they've, you know, every veteran running back, I feel like it's been on the Ravens at some point here. If they came out, and whether it's making a run at Saquon or Derrick Henry or somebody, I don't think that would shock anybody in the least. I don't know that anybody's going to exceed the Christian McCaffrey contract, which is, you know, Saquon would have loved to be at $16 million a year. The Giants didn't go anywhere close to that. I don't know that anybody else will either. But then again, the Panthers at one point signed Christian McCaffrey to that deal. I know the running back market has gone down since then, but Josh Jacobs made $12-plus last mm-hmm. year. Christian McCaffrey is still earning every penny on that deal. Alvin Kamara, we'll see what they end up doing with his contract in New Orleans, but he's later in a deal that pays him a lot of money. Dalvin Cook got pretty deep into his deal. There is still a market for those top, top guys that can push closer to it. Is that price tag going to get so out of control that the Giants simply do not bring him back? That's what we don't know.
1: You have to run to your next spot real quick, ten seconds are left. You mentioned quarterback, otherwise Giants at six. You're thinking wide receiver would kind of be their next logical spot there. Based it depends, on what it depends
2: in part on who who they've you know, who's out there. Mm-hmm. They've expended resources in the wide receiver game, whether it's been through signing some free agents through the years, some of which have not worked out. Uh, or it's, you know, spending a high pick on the Tennessee receiver last year. I know that was a third, but sure. like still it's a you sure. know, significant investment. You could find good receivers all the time in the second and third rounds. I think that would make sense. But don't discount the possibility that those top two receivers are gone by the time they're drafting at number six. Do you want the third
1: guy? And that would be Neighbors and Harrison, the top two, Is on what you're hearing? Or the other kid. Or D- Jones- Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that would be the other one. Yeah. But, you know, again, everybody's going to stack these guys different. There's scheme right. fits. There's different styles of players. What they do out here, it shouldn't matter a lot, but it might matter a little. Yeah. And so all these different things, <laughs> these are all the unknowns, and that's, that's why... Most players
1: still go through this process. Tom, great stuff. Tom, Tom great Tom, to see so you. NFL Thank NFL you so NFL. much. Thanks for being of a little bit of a little